the Bible Study Podcast, episode 195. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of Revelation with chapter 17. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Chapter 17 starts like this. One of the seven angels who had the seven bowls came and said to me, Come, I will show you the punishment of the great prostitute who sits by many waters. With her the kings of the earth committed adultery, and the inhabitants of the earth were intoxicated with wine of her adulteries. Then the angel carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness. There I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast that was covered with blasphemous names, and it had seven heads and ten horns. The woman was dressed in purple and scarlet, and was glittering with gold, precious stones, and pearls. She held a golden cup in her hand, filled with abominable things, the filth of her adulteries. The name written on her forehead was a mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of prostitutes, and of the abominations of the earth. I saw that the woman was drunk with the blood of God's holy people, the blood of those who bore testimony to Jesus. Now, some things, again, in this chapter are clear, and some things are not clear. One of the things that is clear is whoever has been persecuting the saints, whoever has been martyring the people of God, their day has come for judgment. Now, what is unclear is this beast, this mother of prostitutes, Babylon the Great, who she is, what country, what city, what people. And I say that's unclear because by the time this is written, Babylon had been destroyed for many years. And so this is not likely to be a reincarnation of the ancient Babylon, but is more likely to be language that is concealed that references Babylon so that we don't give away who it is possibly because this would be Rome and you wouldn't want to make it obvious to the oppressors that you're writing bad things about them, or possibly because the country doesn't even exist at the time of this writing and it's and you can pick whoever you like at that point. It's been the United States in some people's writings. It's been various different countries depending on what point of view you're writing from. So that part is less clear. But what is clear is the behavior. The behavior here is that there is a nation, there is a people and has seven horns and t- seven heads and ten horns, whatever that means. And when I say that that might be Rome, for instance, people talk about the seven hills of Rome, for instance, and maybe ten horns, ten emperors or whatever, but that's not clear. But there's this people, and this people has been doing abominable things and has is filled with adultery. That certainly applies to Rome for sure. And then also has been persecuting God's people. And it continues, When I saw her, I was greatly astonished. Then the angel came to me, Why are you astonished? I will explain to you the mystery of the woman and of the beast she rides, which has the seven heads and ten horns. The beast which you saw once was, now is not, and yet will come up out of the abyss to go to its destruction. The inhabitants of the earth, whose names have not been written in the book of life from the creation of the world, will be astonished when they see the beast, because it once was, now is not, and yet will come. And talking about sections that are less than clear, this would have to be one of those sections. So 
what we see is this beast, this people, this place, these, this country, this city has come out of the abyss. It's associated with Satan and Satan's followers, the abyss being associated with that. And that it once was, now is not, and yet will come. So it's something that has come back now. A reincarnation of Babylon, maybe, all that seems unlikely to me, or that it is a reincarnation of Rome. And that's what certainly some authors have said is, hey, this is saying that the Roman Empire, which while destroyed in our time, your time and my time, may come back, possibly. Uh, some people would say, well, the European Empire is the EU or whoever. We don't know. But there does seem to be this theme of something that is restored, what that once was, now is not, and yet will come. This calls for a mind of wisdom. The seven heads are the seven hills on which the woman sits. And I'll pause here in the middle of a paragraph because that is a fairly strong reference to Rome, most likely. There are not a lot of cities that are well known for being built on seven hills. San Francisco would be another one, but... Rome is really probably the most likely one. There are also seven kings. Five have fallen. One is, the other has not yet come. But when he does come, he must remain only for a little while. The beast who was, and now is, is an eighth king. He belongs to the seven and is going to his destruction. Now, when we talk about these seven kings, I should say that if you go out and Google seven kings and revelation 17 you will find quite a lot of disagreement and i would say quite a lot of nonsense there really is a lot of because this is an unclear passage and again i would like to remind you of two things one i was talked into teaching on revelation and two is i told you at the beginning that a lot of this is going to be unclear but we need to remember that we should use that which is clear to shed light on that which is unclear so again, we know that what is clear here is those who are persecuting God's people are going to see judgment. We're not sure who these seven kings are. Probably the most interesting is the people who try and say, well, there were up to this point five or six emperors, depending on whether you count Julius Caesar. So if you count, if you don't count Julius Caesar, for instance, then you get the reigns of Augustus Tiberius, uh, Gaius, Caligula, Claudius, and Nero. And then you get, after that, Vespasian and Titus. Now, Vespasian and Titus will be the emperors who, before they become emperor, end up sacking Jerusalem and taking a lot of the Jewish people into into captivity. But they don't particularly have a reputation of standing against the people of God. Nero certainly does, and quite possibly some of the ones after that, like Diocletian, but that's much later. So it doesn't, it's a little hard to see how that would fit exactly, or it's possible that they're saying that there are these emperors, but then sometime later on the come is the Antichrist. It's not clear. But the chapter continues. The ten horns you saw are ten kings who have not yet received a kingdom, but who for one hour will receive authority as kings along with the beast. They have one purpose and will give their power and authority to the beast. They will wage war against the lamb, but the lamb will triumph over them because he is the Lord of lords and king of kings, and with him will be his called, chosen, and faithful followers. Then the angel said to me, The waters you saw, where the prostitute sits, are peoples, 
multitudes, nations, and languages. The beast and the ten horns you saw will hate the prostitute. They will bring her to ruin and leave her naked. They will eat her flesh and burn her with fire. For God has put it into their hearts to accomplish his purpose by agreeing to hand over to the beast their royal authority until God's words are fulfilled. The woman you saw is the great city that rules over the kings of the earth. And again, what time frame we're talking about isn't clear, but that God will take this beast, that God will take these ten kings and will use them to serve judgment on this city of Babylon. Again, lots unclear. Let's remind ourselves what is clear. What's clear in this section is judgment. What's clear is opposition to God in a number of different ways from kings and kingdoms, seven kings, seven hills, ten kings, that will fight along with the beast, that will fight along with Satan against the lamb, against Jesus, against God, and against his people. So this is part of what is leading up to the great battle at the end of time, or Armageddon. With that cheery note, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com. Leave a comment at thebiblestudypodcast.com or follow me on Twitter at Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Are you concerned about tensions in the Middle East? Do you wonder where we're currently at in the biblical timeline? Are we really in the last days? Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Carl Muller with the Inside the Epicenter podcast. Every week, my co-host, best-selling author Joel Rosenberg, and I answer those questions and more. You'll hear inside knowledge of our meetings with leaders at the highest levels of government in the U.S., Israel, and the Middle East equipping you to filter the news with biblically sound insights. Find Inside the Epicenter on your favorite podcast app or go to joshuafun.com to listen and subscribe.